Hello world. Hi. I would like to welcome you to the Migos show. You know. It's a day of life. My life. All right. It is Friday, May 18th, and we have some haters online. Luke, can you explain? All right, so we've talked about Celtics Twitter a couple times in the pod, and we've talked about my burner account, which isn't really a burner account because I'm pretty public about it. I think everybody knows. Well, well, not only, yeah, everybody does know because the people who it's the people who are tr- making fun of me found out who I am. I'm not very secretive of it, yeah, but it um, super hard. basically, yeah, I, I, I have this uh, podcast in my bio, Evanston Celt fan, I think it is. Yep. And the Smurf Night Rises. The Smurf Night Rises. Best player on the Celtics. We'll get to that later. Um, but basically, I tweet some mean things about the city of Cleveland, and I don't know if you know who Andy Liu is, but he's a big Warriors Twitter guy, and I think he's just unbearably annoying, and I tweeted, I think this guy is unbearably annoying. And he tweeted, ha, 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 they're mad online at me. Minions, get him. And it was, like, the most, like, conceited thing I've ever read. But he was, like, really, That's yeah. That's basically what Barstool does. Like, oh, yeah. anything happens. Totally, totally the same thing. 100% the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, no doubt in my mind. It was the same thing as, like, stories. <laughs> and then they, like, this dude in San Francisco finds our cover photo for our podcast. He's like, which one of these doofuses do you think this is that doesn't think you're funny, Andy? Like, they're all just, like, tweeting, like, Andy, like, look at this idiot. Just mean things about me. But, uh, yeah, basically I got I got attacked online. Are you oppressed? Am I what? Are you oppressed? I am oppressed. I am, I am the one, I am the, yeah, I'm the one, 99%, 99%. Which one was the, I'm oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> As a white guy. It's hard being a white guy online. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're talking about basketball. Yeah. But I also think I got to him a little bit because he was... I went back to his profile and he quote-tweeted a couple of my tweets that I didn't tag him in. Wait, who quote-tweeted a couple of Andy Lou. Really? Yeah, like, I tweeted, like... I follow him. I didn't see this. That's funny. <laughs> I jokingly tweeted, like, uh... Uh, I tweeted, like, um... I'm fully triggered that people actually find this dude funny. This guy's unbearably annoying without tagging him. Like, and I was just, like... I wasn't actually trying to, like, cause things online. I was just, like venting about the like just saying that yeah. I don't find this guy funny and he quote tweeted it and said something along the lines of like 3 a.m. in Boston people are mad at Andy how many <laughs> days ago was this um this was like last weekend oh god I'm yeah. not gonna find it yeah no Andy tweets a lot he does tweet a lot he's been tweeting this that meme of Steph like smiling on the bench yeah he's been tweeting that a uh, lot what's his bit like is this thing just being annoying and like that's like the joke or is it like I don't think I mean, his... Because he does, like, make an effort to be annoying. Like, he tweets, like... He's, like, condescending, yeah. Yeah, is that, he's like, his bit? like, funny, I think. He's, like... I don't know. Like, the We Believe too. like... I didn't know that was him. Is like, I mean, it's, like, him and the, and the other Warriors World guy. And, like, that shit's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, the, I did find the other Warriors World guy. I thought his tweets yeah, were pretty he's, funny. he's really... Funny. I enjoyed him. Yeah. Both, I enjoyed him a lot. They're both good. I think, like... I, I feel like most Warriors fans are just kind of at a point where, like... This is gonna sound like very condescending and like pretentious. I mean, you're the best team of all time. But like, you don't really need to. It's not like justify. like day to day. Like, it's not that fun to like get into arguments with people and, and like try to justify like why we're good. Like, I yeah. feel like most people know why we're good. So like, 
I think Warriors fans in general kind of like have their nose like turned up. Yeah. And like don't really like deal with like the Sixers fans and the Celtics fans and the Cavs fans in the world. And like we have our own little in jokes and stuff like that. So like, yeah. I think it's just like a little, it's like a different. That's totally fair. NBA, NBA Twitter and like, yeah, people get like mad well, about that, but like it makes sense yeah. to get mad about that. I think that I'm gonna. Well, I'm, I'm not even like a, a lot of the people they make fun of are the. The Warriors ruined basketball guys, like which is super dumb. Yeah, I'm not one of those really. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like dominant teams have existed for the yeah, last thirty people, years. What Warriors tw- Twitter tweets that a lot. Yeah, I thought it was really. People funny. forget that LeBron started the super team. Actually, knows the Celtics. Ooh. Ooh, Celtics trade for it though. Ooh. We didn't start the free agency movement. We trade for a super team, and then we traded out of a super team to create a new super team. That's going to be the Warriors next year. Did right. I haven't introduced myself yet. I'm Henry. I'm <laughs> podcast. I, told, I didn't know how to speak. Um, we were going to do that at some point. This is Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer and Hank. Um, a guest. Guest Potter, I guess. Yeah. He's here to talk about basketball because he loves basketball. He's a Clippers fan, which is like tough. Tough, I yeah. guess. Um, but yeah, he's got some good takes. To that point, um, I find it really annoying that... I'll watch games with Davis, and there's not much I can say that rattles him. Yeah, uh, there's I mean, literally nothing you can say. I just try and say stuff now that's, like, intentionally inflammatory just to get to Davis's. Well, like, I don't have a problem with, like, with, like, people saying things that, like, are actually true. I just have a problem when, like, people, like, give, like, bad takes about the Warriors. Like, oh, the Warriors are so reliant on the three, which is not true. The Warriors shoot the most mid-range jumpers out of any team in the NBA. Or, like, talking about, like, how the Warriors' bench unit's bad or, like, how, like, their big men suck. Like, if you're going to come at me, you better come correct because, like, I've been reading The Athletic for, like, four or five months. Like, I have some pretty, <laughs> good, I have some pretty good takes. Uh, uh, so how do you feel about the take that you guys don't play real defensive teams in the West and when you see the Celtics, it's going to rattle you guys? The Rock- I've watched the that Rockets clip. are, what, like, a top-five defense this year? Oh, fake. They're fake. I mean, like, obviously, like, the, like, the, like the regular season doesn't really mean anything to the Warriors and I think this was season made that like more clear Abundant than ever thing. because like they literally lost one game to the Pelicans and they're like alright fuck it like we'll try now and they've just been piping teams left and right since well, then Celtics are closer, closer to the finals than the Warriors are do you think the Cavs are better than the Rockets Celtics are closer to the finals than the Warriors are that's all I'm saying alright we can go back and <laughs> I gotta I gotta, <laughs> I gotta have a little bit of optimism <laughs> in this in this thing okay but I, I what just is keep the watching. point of saying that? You, we both think that the, cat, the Celtics and the Warriors are going to be in the finals. Like, there's no point in saying that. <laughs> I'm trying to get started early on the trash talk. I want to instigate you at some point. At some point, I want to get you triggered uh, and yelling. I'm going to be so mad. That's what I'm saying. It's, gonna be like, uh, it's tough. The Celtics series is going to be so annoying. Yeah. I don't it's going to be great. annoying for you, Davis. I'm going to send you to six, and you guys are going to be rattled. When, when the Celtics and the Warriors played in Oakland, like that was probably one of the best NBA basketball games I watched the whole year. I think both the games I played this year were two of the best But also games. Kyrie was part of that game, which is yeah. different. I don't think it's going to But six. Terry Rozier wasn't who he is now. Scary fucking Terry been Also, Marcus Smart's value, it. since he punched that picture frame, I think he got superpowers. I think that was like him getting bit by a spider. <laughs> Terry Rozier hasn't been good in the conference finals. No, but Marcus Smart has. Marcus Smart, I'm telling you, when he punched that picture frame got superpowers, he is the most valuable player in the Celtics. He is insane. 
So is this like the Draymond Green take that like Draymond's the most important warrior? No, because that's a stupid take. Marcus Why? Marcus. How can you say Marcus Farmer's the most valuable? Because, Marcus because Marcus. if you Draymond, Draymond is the most important warrior if you take off Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Steph, which is what happened with our injuries, basically. I mean, I guess Al Horford's the most important. Yeah, Celtic. Al Horford's Marcus Smart's the most important. Marcus Smart's the second. Marcus Smart is the second most important Celtic. I don't. Think I would that's say true either. I think he's up there. They wouldn't score any points if I Jason Tatum, Tatum wasn't really on the floor. Important. Yes, but if you see, I, I think that you guys don't realize how much he does off ball and on ball and defense like he yeah, but de- like also he's the heart of the so team much. also their basketball's an offensive game basketball's a you two-way need, game you need somebody who can score it's an offensive game if you want it to be an offensive game like the western conference but it's a two-way oh, game oh that's <laughs> bullshit that's bullshit <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, an it's a two-way game. Raptors lost in the. In if it was an West offensive game, the Sixers would have beat the Celtics. Instead, we were the only team in the NBA that held them to less than 100 points a game per, in the entire season. The only team in the NBA that held the Sixers to less than 100 points per game. We beat them in five games. We absolutely torched them. That's a lot of. The, that's even. The Celtics beat the Sixers because the Celtics executed better on offense down the stretch. Yes, that's why we won games down the stretch. But we were the reason that we that's were in those games because of the NBA games. We also held them to ninety-eight points. Yeah, but that's a system. I think it's a system more than Marcus Smart. Like offense. Yes, it is a system. I, I think Marcus Smart is, is the key to the system. No, I, I think, think he's extremely. I think Jason Tatum and Al Horford are like inarguably the two most important. Yeah, teams. I agree with that. Fair. I, I'll say a lot of that was trying to trigger you guys. <laughs> I'm trying to get a little debate going, but no. Marcus Smart is the most Steph underrated Curry's player. Steph Curry is the most important warrior be- just because of yeah, the fact that he can make a twenty-eight footer at any time. That's that's the only reason he's important. Yeah. And he's also one of the best point guards in the league at finishing at the rim. That's yeah. the two things he does really well. So you're saying he can score from anywhere is what you're saying. Which and the fact that he can score from the fact that he can score from twenty eight feet, yes. that's why the Warriors have spacing. Yes. Fair. Again, I'm just saying Marcus Smart is incredibly underrated. If he's, you if I'm you watch what he's saying, he's underrated. You should watch what he's been doing. In the, I mean, what he's been doing in this ECF has been super special. He, he, I think the other thing that's like under, very underrated, and like you know we can look at a statue and examine the fact that Marcus Smart's the least efficient shooter in the history of the NBA, but he like brings the momentum to the game. He absolutely every change of momentum is because of Marcus yeah. Smart for the most part. It's it's him who dives on the ground, yeah. gets the ball. I've never seen that one really. Yeah. Still out of bounds and tipped the Yeah, that was a thing. sick play. And he also had the, the putback. Put it was the uh, yeah, it was it was a like eight point game. They had just <laughs> cut it down. Yeah. Jason Tatum drives, arrow balls a layup. Marcus Smart after first off, we miss a shot. Marcus Smart tips it out to Tatum. Tatum drives, misses the layup. Marcus Smart runs yeah. in and puts it back. You're like yeah. sixty feet that position. And Marcus Smart got in Jared Smith's face. Do you know Jared Smith's fake tough? Uh, I think we knew Jay Smith was fake. No, this is like no, a real thing. He grew Smith up. Smith is not tough. He's from like a suburban area. Like went to a good school. Had like two active parents uh, in his life. Like this is a real thing. He did have. He had a father figure. Wow. I can't respect <laughs> him. <anymore>. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd still be. <laughs> no, this was a thing that Wash was saying. That's what I was. That Wash, was like Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah. He was saying that Jared Smith's fake tough. He was saying that Jared Smith came from like a good neighborhood. Oh, so like, he wasn't putting your spin on it. He was just saying like, I mean, this, these are facts tough. about he, Jared Smith. He basically, you know, he basically called Jared Smith a spoiled kid. I mean, it's Bill and Beard spoiled, was spoiled but I still kid. say he's one of the toughest players. Like Bill and Beard is like, yeah, I don't think like where you grew up like, has <laughs> that much bearing on like how you play as an NBA player. But that's fair. Marcus Smart got in his face, and I saw fear in his eyes. That's fair. Jarrison. Nobody ever thought Jarrison. People forget Marcus Martin hit a fan. Or pushed a fan? Hit a fan. Okay, the fan, ca- fan called him the N-word. I'm just Allegedly. saying. He, that, that's still... Uh, I believe <laughs> <laughs> He definitely did. This was in Oklahoma he, for sure. He, he, it was a Texas this Tech, Texas Tech, Tech he, fan, did, yeah. he definitely did. But he Absolutely. Still, he broke the fourth wall, which is something that 
I think it's like happened about like three times in, in sports yeah, history. Marshall Henderson. Yep, that was brutal. Legend. Uh, fun fact: someone who's going through Jalen Brown's old tweets, and they found a tweet when the Marcus Smart thing happened from like 2013 or whatever that said, "Hey, all I'm saying is I want to hear Mar- Smart's side of the story. I'm not defending what he did, but I want to know what that guy said. I think there's a chance that it was deserved." Jalen Brown is super. Jalen Brown should be president. Yeah. Oh, 100. Like I want him to be. If he's not president of the United States, he should be president of the Celtics. That's my mentality. Yes, he's awesome. He's incredible. I would die for Jalen Brown. <laughs> I think it's a pretty. There's like one of five athlete, Cal athletes I would die for. I went to Cal. Jabari Bird. That's why. Uh, Jalen yeah. Brown, Jared Goff, Marshawn Lynch. Jared Goff, I can agree with. Deshaun Jackson, probably. Job at best. Job at best. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Special. So we did that thing where we ended up just talking about the Celtics again. So we should. Because uh, okay, this is like what happens in every single text conversation. Like Luke will text me something about the Warriors, and like we'll be having a conversation on the Warriors. And then he'll just, like, bring it back to the Celtics because he's a selfish individual. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely, I'm not even joking, have been working on it because I do this with everything. Like, it's like, for you and me, it's like we're talking about the words, we're talking about basketball, it makes sense to transition. I'll be talking about, like, what's for lunch with someone, and then it'll, like, oh, but did you know that Terry Rozier's favorite meal is tacos with spaghetti and mayonnaise, which is disgusting. Is that true? Yes. Uh, That was a thing, like, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, what is it? It's spaghetti with spaghetti sugar, 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 sp- sugar, and spaghetti ranch. and taco and ranch. Ranch, yeah. that is. Same that's okay. Spaghetti, right. sugar, and ranch right. sandwich. Holy hell, that's heinous. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, no, I just I've because what I've realized is I on an average day consume three to four hours of Celtics content, and awesome. it just makes my whole like like you know religious people will say like my life revolves around God. Like, my life, life, like, revolves around What's the What's going to happen in July? I'm going to learn how to dunk. <laughs> You're five foot nine. Or ten. Yeah, pill or eleven. Give me eleven. We'll just round up to six foot at this point. No one's checking anymore. You're going to learn how to dunk. Um, so, actually, I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I think that it's going to line up well that the NBA season ends and then I go to work. And then that way, like, I won't be on Twitter all day. But. Or you will be on Twitter all day. Deep. Uh, we'll see. There's no reason not to be. Off-season NBA Twitter, I would argue, yeah, is up there stuff. with. Yeah. Do you guys remember, like, the whole, like, DeAndre Jordan shit? That like, was, years years like, that was the craziest special. thing ever. I that remember was exactly where I was. I was at a friend's <laughs> house, and I kept, we were, like, in the pool, and I kept running out of the pool and, like, dragging my hands off, checking my phone, just, like, see what was happening. And I got him back. The emojis. Where I was going to leave this year. Where were you when DeAndre <laughs> tweeted the eyes? <laughs> Jeez. Wait, 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 did you say DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre yeah, Jordan. Jordan. Speaking of DeAndre Ayton, though, yeah. let's do some draft talk. Let's do some draft talk. We can do that. Um, so the, the draft order, like, changed more than it did recently, Decent, right? Yeah. Like, two teams jumped in the top three yeah. that shouldn't have been. Where'd the Heat pick go? Does anybody know? The Heat don't have a first-round pick. I have no idea. I can check. Um, I don't know. But I can't even follow so, this. So picks, Phoenix so. has the first pick. Second pick is Sacramento, and the third pick is Atlanta. So, you know, Luka Doncic said he might not. Yeah. That's I think I saw someone on Twitter said, like, Luka Doncic saying that he doesn't want to come to America is basically saying that he just doesn't, doesn't want to play like Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Which is a pretty good take. Translation, I'm not, I'm not fucking playing for the Kings. <laughs> but, like, I feel like he would be good on the Suns. Like, <laughs> it seems like that's a pretty good fit for him. I feel, I don't know. Um, I also, like, don't know what to expect. They, they, they're, they're, it's wide open. They're, they would be fine picking Aiden or Doncic. Oh, everyone's free yeah, The Suns have the Heat pick at sixteen. Um, but the, the whole like narrative, which is kind of BS to me, is like the new Suns coach is Serbian and Doncic's dad is Serbian, 
and people forget that the Suns owner is a huge Arizona booster, um, uh. which is like not. So, I mean, it's just null and void to me. Like I don't think that that head coach makes the picks in the NBA anyway, and I don't think that it, like the whole thing of like oh they like, got yeah. number one overall. It's definitely Doncic because their head coach took Coach Doncic. Like that's BS. It seems like Aiden's more of a sure thing. Yeah, but I disagree with that. I would debate that. Dude, Aiden's the most dominant big man since Anthony Davis. Yeah, and big men are less valuable in the NBA today than they've ever been. I think that also big men don't translate the same way to the... Like, like I think there's a less consistent... I, I don't know the numbers behind this, but I think there's a less consistent rate of big men translating how they're supposed to compared to other players. And I also think that the international players, like, has this bad reputation of, oh, it's not a safe pick because he played internationally versus playing college. But, like, the international play has gone up so much in the yeah, last I mean, seven or eight years. Like, Doncic would have dominated the NCAA, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I, I think that he's a much safer pick than people make him out to be, just because like eight years ago when we were looking at guys like Marco Rubio, we didn't really know what to expect. Marco but like Rubio. look at like Christoph Rzingis, like he's doing incredible, <laughs> and like lately international guys that have been Florida doing Sanders what they're expected really to be. Really shitty NBA pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Darko. <coughs> uh, I don't know. Like, do you take eight number one? Probably not. I'd probably like I'd probably take Doncic if I could, just because like. He could be a generational talent, right? Yeah, that's what I feel like. And I feel like if you're at the bottom of the lottery, you're, I don't know, I think it's worth taking a risk to some extent. Like, I think a team like the Magic might want to take, like, like they're, like, the sixth pick, take, like, Trey Young. Oh, okay. they're gonna take if the, the Magic take Trey Young, oh, my God. Magic are going to do what they always do and take some lengthy. They're gonna, it's going to be JJJ yeah. or Bob. Yeah, I bet they're going to take, yeah. Where's the Charlotte pick? Charlotte's at 11, I think. Okay, because Charlotte has this whole reputation. Oh, that'd be perfect, Miles Bridges. They get these guys. Miles Bridges go to the Sixers. Ooh. Actually, I'll, I saw one team said that the Bulls should pick him at 7, which I think I is saw that. pretty good. Yeah. I I like the whole thing that the Charlotte has, where if you go by college, like how well they played in college, Charlotte is the best team in the NBA. Yeah. They yeah. are so good. <laughs> like all, like, all <laughs> Frank Kaminsky, teams, yeah. Marcus Page. Kemba. They have Gilchrist. Kemba Walker. was like <laughs> legend in college. They Cody have, Zeller was like an all-American. <laughs> they have a superstar <laughs> college players. roster. And Osborne just fits perfectly. They have uh, Michael Carter-Williams too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's super good. <laughs> they have a superstar college yeah, roster, so I want them Kemba, to get probably. Tennis like actually the turn where you go from like college superstars like Trey Young and like Colin Sexton to and Miles Bridges, I guess. And then Where's Sexton projected? Sexton here is nine to the Knicks. He, I think the Cavs are going to take him or Young. Honestly, uh, yeah, I would like to. I, I like to see Sexton, Sexton on the Cavs would be good. Be he's yeah. a killer. He's, 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 he's like a Kemba guy. Like he just like wants to win. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's super underrated. That's uh, the guy. I think that if the Celtics had a higher pick, that's the guy that Ainge would be targeting personally. Sexton. Yeah, he loves killers. That's his, he said he's got a yeah, really scary killer. That's yeah, been his like thing. Killer. Like everyone's like, don't take Terry Rozier, and he's like, ah, I love killers. There are people <laughs> like that back in the draft though. Brunson. Ooh. Yeah, Brunson's who we're projecting. Grayson Allen. Oh. Grayson Allen's projected to go to the 76ers, like which would be perfect. Grayson Allen on the Warriors. Ooh. No, please don't oh. get Grayson. You don't want Grayson that's Allen. That's brutal. So do you care about the draft as a Warriors fan, or does no. it just doesn't matter? It's like, oh, I mean, should. like the last few years, like... Quinn Cook, didn't even draft him, did they? Yeah, yeah he wasn't drafted. Yeah, and they put him They got Patrick, I was, I love the Patrick Rokopic. That was a great pick Look a couple years ago. Looney, Jordan like... Bell? Yeah, I mean, like, what they do every year is they draft someone that, like, nobody else thinks they're going to draft and, like, fits perfectly in yeah. the system. This year, they probably just need a shooter, because they have, like, a backlog of big men now and, like, some a couple good guards, so, like... 
a guy like Grayson Allen is just like knocked down would actually be like a Divincenzo. pretty good fit. Yeah, or, I, mean, I think Divincenzo is going to go up on the draft boards. He shouldn't. His no, his vertical is like a forty two at the yeah, combine. Like, like he tested really well. Yeah, I think he's, he's projected like twenty eight though. He's literally Pat Content two point It's not actually good. He just is like Pat Content's like not bad. Though. It's not good though. I'd rather have I don't know Jerome Robinson in BC. I have a bias because I helped train him last summer, but he's really good. I think, I think the Warriors him. should pick him. A little break. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want the Clippers to get? Who um, are you looking for? I really like having twelve and thirteen. Yeah, I like having back Robert Williams. Robert Williams would be good. I really want. I, they have like they're also doing this really weird thing on their Instagram. I don't know if I was talking to you about this, someone else, but like they're. They keep posting pictures of like um, Shea Alexander, Miles Bridges, and Anthony Melton. Like just those three. Why? It's really weird. The Clippers are. Yes. Like if you go to their Instagram, it's like them interviewing them, what? like doing the vertical. It's really weird. They do trivia about him. Um, it's kind of throwing me off. I don't want Miles Bridges. I don't think he'll be good. I would. Shea Alexander Shea would be really Alexander cool. Kevin Knox would be project. good. Yeah, but he's like a six six, super fast. Like he's Darren Fox, I think, but longer if he. How did your Fox's rookie year end up going? Not great. He wasn't very efficient. Yeah. Well, also, he's not on the Kings. team that he can be efficient on. I feel yeah, like. I mean, the like, Kings are terrible. Yeah. Which is great because he's my rookie year. He was the Kings pick next year. Really? He's my rookie of the year pick. I know. I had Tatum with him second. Yeah. I mean, that, but that's just like Homer. That didn't really have to do with Yeah. Him. Also, no, that's my ACC bias. <laughs> yeah, this guy. This guy thought DeAndre Aiden went to Gonzaga. Might as well have. Ooh. West Coast college basketball is trash. Ooh, that's another hot take. Yeah. Yeah, I, we don't yeah. like that around here. No. You're outnumbered. <laughs> no. I'm outnumbered, but you're outstatistic. All right. I mean, <laughs> 12, 13, I, I'm looking at the board now. It's actually, I'm I'm confident. That they could reach on people that I'd be happy with. Like, I'd be happy with, like, I don't know, Zyra Smith is kind of dangerous. But Lonnie Walker would be sick. 12, 13 is a high ceiling, low floor, I feel like. Like, you could totally snag it yeah. down with Mitchell in those spots. And the fact you have two picks there yeah. is, makes me They'll confident. Probably, they should trade. Yeah, like you, one of them will probably hit. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever had two oh, picks yeah. in a row, I'd always trade off. Like <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's one of those ones that you, because you have those two, you should be able to get like a, someone who, who you can play like a Donovan Mitchell, someone who will be like a late pick that works better than people expected. But also, there's a chance you just get floored on both of them yeah. and get two undervalued players. Yeah. Scary, yeah. It's your future. Yeah, it is my future. It actually is my future because there's nothing else. DeAndre's gonna leave as I think he should, and after that, I don't know. Hey, it, it could really if you Tobias hit Harris. Tobias Harris, God, just I mean, like yeah. If you hit and you pick, I don't know if Mikael Bridges falls, Kevin Knox falls, and you get like Shane Alexander. Wow, I'm actually getting yeah, really excited. I mean, it's just sport. like for every like. Donovan Mitchell, there's like a Georgios Papianis who's like <laughs> out of the league in two years, right? That's very fair. Like, yeah, exactly. There's guys who just like don't make it. Yeah. People forget that Doc Rivers went to LA because he didn't want to deal with a rebuild in Boston. Okay, that was like huh. six years ago, and they did rebuild in Boston. Yeah, but six years later, look where we did, are. Did the Clippers like did did he get that playoff run that he wanted? Uh, he did go to the playoffs. Most of the time, they beat the Warriors for one round. <laughs> they beat the Spurs that one time. Yeah, that was, that was kind of dang. I was there. Chris Paul buzzer beater, game six. That <coughs> was exciting. Um, then they blew it through and lead to the Rockets, right? Yep. And the famous Josh the Smith, Josh Smith game. God. Oh, um, great times. Yeah. I'm like someone invests in the Bulls now too. I'm like interested in what the Bulls do because I can like I go watch them play. Yeah. And it could be fun. They pick Trey Young. That'd be. I don't think he's going to translate, but I think it's one of those things where if you're kind of in a pit as a team and you have an opportunity to pick someone who is either is going to be Steph Curry or out of the league in three years, 
I feel like I, think I understand the justification. He would have been really good on the Hawks, but the Hawks are picking third now. So the Hawks, like, if the Hawks were like seventh or eighth, it, it would have been a better fit. Yeah. I just feel like if uh, the teams that should pick him in my mind is a t- any team that has a f- you know first ten pick or, or five through ten pick that has not much assets. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of teams right. that have assets of like have draft picks. That tra- like for instance, the Kings. If they weren't the number two pick in the draft, like their pick next year is probably traded. They had to, yeah, it's going to the Celtics, right? If it's two through five. Yeah. Well, the Kings will probably Deep. beat that. The, the Kings like add Jalen Brunson, add a top. I don't even. I don't think I even want the Kings pick at this the point. Ki- the we Kings have too are, much. The Kings I don't. Have a we lot can't of have all of this. Players like they have a lot of lottery talent now. Yeah, but, they're yeah, them. but it's gonna be like I don't know. I, I feel like they're a team that could develop to be a six like years, but never. If will. they get DeAndre Aiden, like that's Buddy Heald, Darren Fox, Galabasier, Willie Cauley Stein. Cauley Stein's out though. DeAndre Aiden. Uh, what's what's that fucking Bogdan Bogdanovich, who was like he's, actually he's sneaky, good. like really good yes. this year. Yeah, hit a game winner against the Warriors. Um, the top three is super interesting. Anything can happen. Yeah, because I mean, who who do you think is the th- the consensus number three? It should be Bagley, and yeah. I think Atlanta really liked Bagley. You I don't think like JJJ. I think Atlanta J-J-J. being three. Who's JJJ? Jaren Jackson, Jackson Jr. Oh. <laughs> I think um, Atlanta like apparently I was listening to Woj podcast with. Um, Jonathan Gavoni and Mike Schmitz and apparently Atlanta like was thinking Bagley at one and now they have three and now and then like the whole Suns thing between Aiden and Doncic and that whole narrative and Sacramento their entire front office is European so Doncic is there and then if Aiden's there obviously pick Aiden yeah I I mean I think one two is pretty clear yeah, I mean, and I think JJJ on Memphis makes a lot of sense too, right? Yeah, like that's a guy, like a defensive-minded guy, yeah. super yeah. long. They can he also makes they can get rid of Gasol now, like yeah. yeah. I think this was the first. Uh, there was I saw a stat that said like Memphis has made the playoffs a bunch of years in a row before yeah. this, yeah. like sixteen or something yeah. like years in a row, really, just they, as like the really, seventh seed. Really weird, Graham grind. I mean, they made they made a conference finals one year, like they they've had a lot of success. Do you guys ever play all time on two K? Or not all time, uh, classics on 2K. Sometimes. Rarely. The worst is when you get, because the, the, they have like a classic for every team, and the Memphis classics is like the 2007 Rudy. Grizzlies, no, the 84 <laughs> overall. Tyreek Evans. Gasol. Yeah, Torian Prince, or what the fuck's that? <coughs> for all time, the two best players no, they have are the Gasol brothers. No, uh, Tayshaun Prince. I don't know how they don't have a single, like, Carl Malone in their history. You know what I mean? The like, Grizzlies? They're, they've yeah. only been around for like 20 years. That's, That's fair, I guess. But most expansion teams like get someone somewhere early on. Usually, I feel like. I mean, Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph is a grizzly player. Yeah, that's fair. Like I, I don't know. I feel like the like we look at like the Thunder because the, the Sonic Thunder because they're like. Yeah, well, I was thinking also across sport like the, the Golden Knights, Diamondbacks. Well, those the Marlins. Marlins like expansion teams usually start off strong. Yeah, it's kind of weird. True mock draft. That'd be fun. Should we? I would not. We can. Yeah, we could do it. Sweet. Sweet. Let's, Let's just do the lottery. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Should we just go around? I, mean, I, I, wouldn't, hate, I wouldn't hate announcing Jalen Brunson at number 27. <laughs> for the we can skip ahead. Oh, my God. If we had Jalen Brunson, as much as I love Terror Azir, we probably can't play He's going to have a lot of for the main red claws. Okay, relax. Relax. For a little bit, at least. He won't be on the main red claws. He will be on the main red claws. He won't be on the main red claws. Tell me where there's a roster spot for Nader. Nadir. Who the fuck is that? Exactly. Abdul Nader, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, get Jabari right. Bird on the team. Yeah, Jabari Bird's gonna take Nader's spot. Actually, if I'm the Celtics, I'm not picking. I'd rather pick like there's some guy in France I've never heard of, but probably <laughs> the higher ceiling than Jalen Brunson. I don't know. Well, I think the thing is that um, we don't think that we're gonna be able to keep Terry Rozier because Terry Rozier's. Yeah. First okay. off, Davis. Dude, Dan Davis Melton would be a better pick than Jalen. This Brunson. is this is your time to admit that you were wrong. Terry here. I said he was a top 25 point guard in the NBA. I said it in February. Yeah. You said the more minutes he gets, the less efficient he'll be. Oh. And then he cooked the box. <laughs> I call them Dennis Schroeder, but worse. Freezing cold takes. This is uh, the only time I've ever been wrong, everybody. <laughs> Hand up. It's the only time I've ever been wrong. Well, so I mean, I've never had a wrong take, so I'll. I'll <laughs> you know, I thought DeAndre Ayton was on Gonzaga in our first episode. Jeez. But yeah, Terry was here. I told you there yeah, was something about him. I didn't know who Jaron Jackson Jr. was. No, I didn't know who JJJ was. I didn't know that was his nickname. Yeah, that's kind of fair. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, there's. I feel like there's a lot of good like combo guards that the Celtics can take in the draft. Like yeah. the athletic long guys. Yeah, I mean, I just think Terry Rozier is going to be a starting point guard Tony in the NBA. Carr. There's no we reason. Take McKaylock. Tony Carr is so good. Tony Carr is good. I'm biased because he just torched Northwestern yeah. twice. Yeah. Fair. Okay. All right. Who should start? Josh wants to be a guest on the podcast at some point. So talk about the caps. Josh, you'll uh, come on. We'll talk because caps here. We know nothing here. about hockey. We know nothing <laughs> about hockey, but I don't think he knows that much about hockey either. I think he just knows about the caps. The caps. Caps here, except that they just blew a two zero yeah. lead, which is good because two zero is the most dangerous lead in sports. Isn't two one in hockey? Two one was most dangerous lead in hockey. No, it's know. it's two zero because if you're up two zero. Then you feel like you have a safety net, and then one goal, and it's all of a sudden just a one goal game, and you're panicking. And then they, it's a dumb saying like one nothing is a, like one goal Equally is the, the most dangerous yeah. yeah. <laughs> in sports. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so it's a good thing they wanted to blow that because if they stay, you know, going up 2 0, you don't want to be up 2 0. So you um, want to go down to 2 uh, 2. <laughs> 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 Let's do this. I'm sorry, Luke. You're the son, so you think um, I'm taking Luca. Luca. That's easy. It's on the Kings. Yeah. That's Aiden, easily. Yeah, I think if I'm Atlanta, I'm probably taking Bagley just because he's, like, super marketable. Like, he's going to be able to score right away. Like, big market. Did I say that to you? The I can already see the, the Bagley Quavo Instagram posts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing for sure. That's going to totally Yeah, that'll be good. Um, and, like, he's, he'll stay in the South, which is good, too. Um, so I'm Memphis. Are we going background? Do you want me to be? Yeah, I, I don't ahead. know anything about what Memphis needs. To be completely honest, if you guys have more knowledge, but you I know, mean, you guys seem to love this JJJ guy. I yeah, uh, I think that they would pick him or Bomb. Well, probably not Bomb, but um, yeah, probably JJJ. You can stretch the floor. He's like Marcus Sol. That's a perfect front court pairing. I would take JJJ. I don't like Bomb. I don't like Sorry, continue. Dallas. Dallas. Am I doing Dallas? Um, I mean Dallas is on a complete rebuild. I guess Trey Young doesn't go this early, but also I feel like at some point I'd probably agree and go Michael Porter. But Ooh. I'd probably actually I'd probably take I'd Bomba. Bomba. I think Bomba. I go like Bomba actually. Yeah. There's no way where Carlisle was seven. I just don't know. I don't know what Bomba is gonna do with the rest of the, like Dallas doesn't have a support. I feel like se- like a center like Bomba needs somewhat of a supporting cast. You can't because like he's not bringing the ball. Well, like, he's, you know like, I mean? like, he's not controlling like he's the offense. Really You're banking on yeah. I, I think that's what you want him to be. That's fair, Rudy but I, that's my point. Shot. They don't have like like Rudy Gobert is not like this offensive machine. You know what I mean? No, like, they're not, they're not, you're not winning games with Rudy Gobert. He's the only reason the Jazz made the playoffs. Yes, but you're not. I guess my point is like the Jazz have a good supporting cast. I guess this is more 
I guess if you're Dallas, you take Mobamba, but this isn't where Mobamba would mean, be best. Yeah, you hope that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you hope you can build a, you a, a cast around. You have to wait for Dirk to retire, and then you build around Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. and Harrison Barnes. I guess I still love Harrison Barnes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think you're gonna build around Harrison yeah, Barnes. But he'll get you 17 every game, right? Um, sure. Let's see Orlando. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Orlando taking Michael Porter because I feel like. If I'm Orlando, like, I want to just, like, build my identity around defense, I think, based on, like, who they have right now, like, in Aaron Gordon and, like, Jonathan Isaac and, like, a bunch of, like, long, like, rangy dudes. So, like, Michael Porter, given his injury history and, like, his limitations, I don't know if they take him, but, like, Orlando can't take Trey Young either. Like, if Orlando takes Trey Young and he's bad, like, they've literally been terrible for five years and have, like, nothing to show for it. So I think, they're gonna I think the game. safe pick might actually be Colin Sexton because he's going to be like, I think he's a killer. Like he's just like, I think if Orlando doesn't take him, that Chicago like he could be next. he could be like the Donovan Mitchell of this draft yeah, class, I think like he a is. guy who's like overlooked, which is like wants it really bad. I totally like agree. super athletic, yeah, really good too. And yeah, like like dragged Alabama to the tournament. Yeah. Absolutely dragged Alabama, and he had some incredible individual performances, like that shot in the SEC yes. tournament. Just the three on five out. against Minnesota. The three on five was <laughs> special. <laughs> that was, that was special for a freshman in college. So I, I'm I'm saying Orlando takes Colin Sexton. Maybe they're reaching a little bit. Yeah, I and I, I yeah I would say if he doesn't go there, if I'm Chicago or Cleveland, I'm taking him in a heartbeat. I think that's someone that could definitely blow up and be someone you can build a team around. Assuming that Cleveland's trying to rebuild next year when LeBron's gone. I think either way. Right? Yeah, either like, way, you guys perfect. Guys. Yeah. Um, are we drafting as what we think is going to happen or what we would do if we are the GM? Up to you. Let's do my I, GM. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Ladder's more fun. So I have Chicago. Yeah. Um, I would honestly, if I was, I, th- I don't think they'll pick Trey Young, but if I'm uh, Chicago GM, I'm taking Trey Young. Because, I mean, I have a bias to, like, big cities. Like, there's Chicago, and Cleveland's not a big city, but they still have LeBron. And then New York, Philadelphia. Um, probably not Philadelphia, but, like, New York or Chicago, I feel like he has to go in those two places. Like, he has to have the big Mark, market. Like, do you think he'll melt, though, under the limelight? That's, like, what we all want to see, though. You know what I mean? He was on ESPN, like, literally every night. It's like, um, yeah, he, he's a, he what, he led the country in points and assists. Yeah, people forget that. That was crazy. Yeah, and he's just, like, he's Jimmer 2.0 or Steph 2.0, mm-hmm. one of the two. That's and, like, deep. you might as well That's try. So, like... I don't know. If I'm Chicago, it's super marketable. I like you could take Wendell Carter or Mikael Bridges and have a very good role player to a good starter. Um, yeah, I feel like Wendell Carter is just like Bobby Portis. It's probably a little bit better. A little, maybe a little better. Um, but yeah, if I'm if I'm Chicago, I'm just throwing the dice. I'm just like, why not? Okay. Like you could have like a so top ten player in the league. Lock it in Trey Young yeah. for Chicago. All right, look, you're, you're the Cavs. This is like a wet dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love the Cavs. Would love to be the Cavs. Great relationship with the city of Cleveland. Um, all right, I'm trying to see. So Porter's still on the board. Carter, Porter, Bridges. I like Bridges. I was gonna say. Um, I mean, Bridges was a great shooter. I mean, I, I like the idea of Bridges in Philadelphia. I think that would be a great fit, That'd but um, just because it'd be great for them to add a shooter, considering their point guard can't shoot from more than two feet out. Um, <laughs> Can't, can't get through a Sixers conversation without throwing a little shade. Um, shoot through, you coward. Um, I like Bridges, I think. 
I would this go probably Mikael Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Mikael Bridges. Um, good shooter in college. Shot like forty percent from three by the end of his he's, career. He's plug and play in the NBA. Like yeah, I, th- I think he way. he works in anywhere. Like whether OG, think like OG Anubi. Yeah, he might not be the best player in the world. Like he might. He's. I don't particularly for me project him to be like uh, Donovan Mitchell, but I think he's a safe bet. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be a good three and D guy. Yeah. Um, okay, next is New York. I think if. If Michael Porter is still available for New York to take, they're probably gonna take Michael Porter. Like he f- he would pair well with Porzingis in the front court. Like he's someone who could be like Michael Beasley, but like not Michael Beasley. If you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Not crazy. Um, yeah. Same. But like he should be able to score right away. It's just like if injuries are gonna become a problem. Um, yeah, I think, and he'll be good in the big market. Yeah, he was a top recruit. Yeah. I, I think yeah he could be so I think he's the most talented like player in the draft and he Michael like, Porter yes I like coming like if you were drafting out of high school and like I guess Doncic last year and like I guess the guys were sophomores and stuff if you're, if you're if you're drafting last year's draft with this draft class he's a number one overall pick interesting but then he looked absolutely horrible when he came in and played the two games at the end of the year for Missouri and like couldn't jump he like couldn't dunk it was really bad um, so he said it's okay else Sounds like someone in Philadelphia. <laughs> Wait, so I'm Philadelphia now, and I can still get Wendell Carter. That's yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, that's easy money. That's it. <laughs> yeah, as he's he's is he, I mean, good for Philly getting the number ten starter. What is he an immediate starter? I guess maybe. Is he gonna be well, it depends starter? who they who they keep. Yeah, I guess. I think they're Reddick. I think Reddick's on the good. block, but I'm not sure. Like Urson's a good power forward in the NBA. Like he does his job. If Wendell Carter falls to ten, Amir Johnson, then you're in trouble, Luke. <laughs> if Wendell Carter falls to ten, yeah, I'm not afraid of Philly unless oh. they get LeBron. Why should I be? They got a point guard who can't shoot. They got two point guards. One of them can't hold the basketball. The other one can't shoot a basketball. Their center shoots 38 percent when he's covered by Al Horford, and otherwise, and their their most important players are their role supporting players. They went. They, they lost us four to one, and it was supposed to be the process. They tanked for four years. Meanwhile, we got to compete in the playoffs during those four years. We had to play. We had to be a real team. They spent four years intentionally losing just to lose to us four to one. That's real fun. It That's a nice personal. process you got there. And we're adding two superstars. They're adding a number ten pick. I'm not too worried. <laughs> are they are they drafting are they drafting Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward? Are they drafting either of them? No, <laughs> not too worried. Nobody's arguing. You just talking. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I hope you're listening, Philadelphia. <laughs> okay, Charlotte. Luke, do you want to take this one because you had some takes about Charlotte? Charlotte, where are we? Um, yes. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna pick this by what I want to see, not what I would do, though. Um. Who is a big college name that's not gonna pan out? Miles Bridges. Yeah. Miles Bridges, yeah. Yeah, Charlotte should take Miles Landry Bridges. Shamit. <laughs> and Landry he'll Shamit. he's not gonna be bad, but he's gonna be less than he was in college and not add enough to the team for them to be good, just like everybody they've ever drafted. It's actually perfect. I Other than Kemba yeah. Walker. Kemba Walker's great. Alright, Henry, take both the Clippers picks because you're yes. a Clippers fan. Alright. Yes. <laughs> I, I I really like Shay Alexander. That's my twelve. And then, if I'm in the war room, I'm arguing whether to reunite with Kevin Knox or Robert Williams. And I guess it depends on your conversations with DeAndre. Because if they go poorly, it's Robert Williams. If not, it's Kevin Knox. And for to my own, uh, I'll take Robert Williams. I think he's going to be good. He fits like what Doc likes to do, too. Yeah, he's athletic. Yeah. Um, Love Doc. And then 14 is Denver. And like. Well, also, who would you like to see fall to those spots that you think could actually fall? Like, obviously, you'd love to see, like, <laughs> Luca fall to that spot. But, like, who do you think I could mean, actually fall there that you'd like to see the Clippers get? Mikael Bridges would be so great. Like, I would be very happy with Mikael Bridges. There's, I don't think Sexton falls. Um, I want, I want like, 
I want them to. I want Bridges to get passed on by Charlotte, so we don't have to decide between Kevin Knox, and I want to take Lonnie Walker and Shea Alexander in a perfect world. But I want that to be, for my own conscious, I want that to happen without we're not picking Lonnie Walker over someone that should definitely go in front of him, like Kevin Knox. So for my own sake, I'd like <laughs> for your insanity the first eleven to be chalk, except for Kevin Knox, and then we pass on Miles Bridges because Miles Bridges is going to be bad, and take Lonnie. Why Walker. is Miles Bridges going to be bad? He's just not. I mean, we already have Tobias Harris. He's. I think it's going to be like if Tobias Harris is like ten. I think Miles Bridges is like six point five, and like it's that's his cap in the NBA. That's a pretty good take. Well, it's a, good fair, take. a fair take. I'll but, take that take. Yeah, I think Miles Bridges like. Just needs to learn how to attack the basket because I, I feel yeah, like he's at least scary. in his sophomore season he got way too reliant on his jump shot and like the best part about Miles Bridges is that he's six seven and two hundred thirty pounds and can get to the room whenever he wants. <laughs> he is an absolute tank. I will consider so that. like he really lost that part of his game in his sophomore season, um, and that's something he needs to work on. But it could happen over time. Um, so yeah. So now it's Denver. Denver's last. I mean, if Kevin Knox is still on the board, I feel like they're probably going to take him. Yeah, they should. Um, yeah, they're kind of taking those like, people. Like, like whoever Denver drafts, like probably won't play because Denver, like, I thought Denver should have been a playoff team. They were, per- I mean, they were one game out. They were one of the best. They teams. were literally one. They were literally out. one of the best teams in NBA history never to not make the playoffs. They won like forty six or forty seven games. Sure. Um, which is like pretty impressive. Like they would have made the playoffs in the yeah. East easily. Hey. Um, <laughs> 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 um, so like whoever they draft, they, I mean, they could just take a project if they wanted to, but I don't know why we need to analyze who. the the Nuggets are going to take with the 14th pick too much. No. Either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not too uh, caught up on that one. I'm trying to think but about do you know the Celtics are going to take with the number 27 pick? Jalen Brunson. And it's going to be incredible. And yeah. he's going to overperform whatever he expects because Brad Stevens brings the best out of every player. Uh, so the National Player and of the Year is going to overperform. In yeah. NBA. Well, I mean, we were just talking about <laughs> how players. <laughs> we were just talking about Charlotte. And now they have like like every player that was like a, a conversation player, one of the best players in the NCAA. The that didn't Player do of the Year who won two NCAA championships. I, I mean, he's falling to 27. If you think he's going to do that well, he's going to get drafted before that. I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be there. A lot of people are saying, I don't know, every all the projects I'm seeing have him like early 30s, late 20s, which is weird. I, I thought he'd be on so early 20s. Good I think he should easily process, be on though. early 20s. I think Aaron Holiday would be really good on Celtics, too. He would. I love Aaron Holiday. You probably don't know who that is, but like. Who does he play for? He played for UCLA. He's Drew Holiday. Oh, that's basketball. basketball. But he's really good. Played he's in high school. This is great. I mean, I actually do trust, as much as I slander West Coast basketball, Jalen Brown's made me trust it in the NBA, but also for every amount of trust I've gained for West Coast basketball, Jalen Brown, I have Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum reminding me why the ACC is on top. So you're saying West Coast basketball in the sense of college basketball? Not yes. Even. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> arguing that the Warriors suck. No, no, no. I was saying because... California or high school, a ton of like, yeah, like how many top 10 NBA players are from LA? A lot, yeah. Harden, I mean, Paul Pierce is from LA. I I can't handle LA. Paul Pierce is from LA. Paul George, also, come get your man. Why is Draymond Green wilding out about Paul Pierce all the time? Because it's hilarious. It's not because he actually pissed off Paul Pierce. Yes, which is so funny. He didn't respect his elders, he pissed off me. I was genuinely mad. You Kobe. That was hilarious. That was <laughs> not hilarious. That was disrespectful. I mean, okay, he ain't Paul Kobe. He's the fourth best player on his team. The same guy who like faked an injury and went off the court in a wheelchair. Got a real injury, went off the court in a wheelchair, came back and won them the game. If okay, that's if what you're you go off the court about. in a wheelchair and then you come then back, you're and win the game, then, you're the then you're a legend. Then you're a legend. Then you're a legend. He got shot like nine times. He got shot like nine times and played a week later. What do you say about Paul Pierce? Anyway, that's totally different. 
Paul Pierce is a real one. Draymond. Here's my thing with Draymond Green. If you're the fourth best player on a super team, you can't be talking all this shit. In my opinion. Yeah, you can't be saying you ain't Kobe. In the NBA. He has a ton of respect in the NBA. I don't. I. I really. Hate, Draymond triggers me. He completely triggers yeah, he's me. On the Celtics, he's oh no! I, that's the thing. Is I don't hate him. I also don't think he's a like. I don't. I, if he was in the Celtics, there's no doubt I would love him. And also, like, he's one of those players that like I, I totally respect what he does and I definitely think he adds to the Warriors my whole thing is he's not necessarily in a seat of adversity and he's like chirping Paul Pierce for winning one ring in his time in Boston it's like dude you're you're sitting on the best team in the history of the NBA. I totally agree with really you it's hard to get a spot on the Warriors he's a second round pick yeah no yes he fought for a spot like a starting spot but it's like he, he's on the Warriors you know what I mean like he's on no, totally the best team in NBA history and he's talking this talk as if like He's fought like he's carrying a team to the finals. He's talking like he is Kobe, basically. I think you're putting words in his mouth. I think that he's saying disrespectful things, and I'm slandering him for it. It's another humble brag, but I totally agreed <laughs> with you, Luke. Until the same like thing I did this summer was we like Emmanuel Mudiay came through like a couple times, and we had this con- I had this conversation with Emmanuel Mudiay. And I was arguing for Steph Curry being the most valuable player on the Warriors, and he was arguing for Draymond Green as somebody who, like plays the Warriors, huh. which is like seems like he's I was ridiculous to me. <laughs> He was like the anchors or defense. Like he's their emotional leader. Like without Draymond, they're a bunch of like quiet guys, which like kind of works in the NBA. But you kind of need that like dog. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I, I think that if I when Draymond plays bad, the Warriors lose. Like I agree with that. But it's also like, Steph is. I think if Draymond was on the Celtics, I wouldn't necessarily love him because we don't need another loud personality. But I think if I was a Warriors fan, I would love Switch him. Switch Draymond Green and Marcus. Yeah, that's my, well. I mean, my point is, we already have Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris, who are just two of the loudest, most. I mean, Mar- Marcus Morris started the series with "I'm the best person on LeBron James, other than Kawhi Leonard," and has held him to four fourteen shooting on fifty touches. Fifty touches, four fourteen shooting. He's first, passing out of it. Game one. No, that's th- that's so far in the series. Four fourteen. He shot fourteen shots in two games. No, he shot fourteen shots when covered by Marcus Morris. Oh, okay. He's four fourteen when Marcus Morris is on him okay. and fifty touches. That makes sense. And, like, for the rest of the team, like, you know how well he played in game two, so you know his stats are good for the series. He's shooting, like, 50% for the series. And uh, on those 14 shots, not falling. Makes you think maybe, uh... How far we've gone in the podcast that Marcus Morris is now. I was reading, I was reading an article on The Athletic, which means that it, we've decided The Athletic is the bio and all of validity by now, right? Yes. Cool. Okay, it so is. this was on The Athletic. Um, it was about how Marcus Morris has never played it was a jay king article shout out jay king has never played on like a competitive playoff team before and he was saying like for me like i've always been a winner i won in high school i won in college and i've never played at this level like i've never gotten to play this far this is the farthest i've ever played and i love competing and i want to be a champion and i'm a winner and when you get me on this stage it's a different world to me it's a new world to me and i'm super excited about it and he's come out he's come out hot he knows he hasn't shot that well he admitted to that he's been public about it but he's also been like he's been saying inflammatory things and backing it this entire time Marcus Morris a top 30 NBA player don't answer that <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> did you say did you see, see what he said uh for the philadelphia series i don't care I think you do. <laughs> when they went up 2-0, uh, they said, how did you feel about winning those two games, even though Philadelphia was favored to win both those games? He goes, they were favored? And he, goes, they go, yeah. he goes, yeah. He goes, both of them? They go, yeah. He goes, shit, this ain't Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great quote. He also says shit, comma, in like all of his quotes. Shout this out Philly. what I'm talking about when you just talk about Shout something, Philly. <laughs> something like totally not. <laughs> well, like if this is how much I care about Marcus Morris, who I care about like eighth most of the Celtics, Think about like how much I want yeah. for how much I want to talk about it. I actually resist a lot. 
Good thing we haven't talked about Yabu at all today. Yabu. We're going to have to end this podcast. Yabu played, played ECF minutes. People forget that. People forget. And he's got a dong. All right, serious prediction. Serious Both. prediction? Um, Warriors in five or six. For the sake of committing to it, I'll say five. Uh, Celtics in five as well. Henry? I say Warriors and Celtics in six. I agree. Warriors and Celtics in six. That's fair. Um, I think part of that's just because I'm going to game three and I really don't want to see them win. The, the Cavs are going to win game three. Eh, we'll see. All right. This was a long podcast. Can I add one last thing about the Celtics? <laughs> <laughs> I think Ky- there's a theory going around that Kyrie Irving is just high on the bench, and I think it's worth it for you to keep an eye on him during the next games because it's really funny because he just sits next to Yabu and they just like goof around and like spread positive energy between like a high Kyrie Irving and a dancing bear and I think it's worth noting because you brought up Yabu okay (laughs) I'll keep my eyes open (laughs) 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 alright love you guys